Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome, welcome back to Boston Cage Podcast. On today's show, we have Renee. And so Renee came kind of way of Matchmaker, which is an online, it's kind of like, it's weird. It's kind of like you have dating websites and then you have dating for podcasters websites so where you can kind of find other podcasters. So she reached out and I think her background is going to be great for, for, for you guys. I think she's going to give you a lot of insight, a lot of details on how does she get to where she currently is. But without me taking any of her thunder, Renee, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, SA, for having me. I'm excited to be here and excited to connect with you and your listeners. Great, great. So let's dive into, I mean, like, who are you? That's a loaded question, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so uh, I don't like to associate myself with labels. So mm-hmm. I could sit here and give you some superficial stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm a woman, I'm, you know, 30. I don't even know how old I am at this point. 33, uh, 32. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a traveler. I'm, you know, all of these things, but really it's, it's quite superficial. Right. Mm-hmm. So really at the end of the day, I'm someone who is driven by living my true spiritual self Mm -hmm. and giving all of my gifts to the world. So whatever that looks like, I am a vessel for that, for that energy. So really I'm, I'm a, I'm a human having the human experience and I'm a being, I'm, I'm a spiritual being here in the, in the planet, sharing it with you and all the other amazing, beautiful people here. I think that's a, that's a pretty solid segue for like, if you could define yourself in, in three to five words, what would those three to five words be? So I would keep it really short. I, I'm a spiritual being. I am a, a set of energy that, you know, I ha- I'm so um, fortunate to be here, right? We hit the lottery because there's a one in a trillion chance that we would be yeah. here right now. Um, so I'm, I'm really, I'm really just a, a, a spiritual ball of energy. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, right now you're like overseas, you're in Malaysia currently right now. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. So let's just talk about, it. I mean, like, like, how did you end up in, in Malaysia? Like, I mean, like, what are you doing there? Like, what is your business? I mean, what's going on? Sure. Yeah. So I love to travel. Um, like most people, I love vacation. You know, I always, um, enjoyed going on vacation and going and hanging out at the beach and taking my two weeks vacation. I, I was never that person who had all, all their vacation up at the end of the year and couldn't figure out what to do with it. Um, you know, so in my past, I, I had the whole nine to five thing. So we could talk about that if you want to. Um, but that, that was my past and I had to choose the the route of entrepreneurship to have more freedom of my life. You know, when I, I, I made the decision that I'm going to have my life, have my life fit my lifestyle that I want and not wait for it. I wasn't going to work my butt off until I could retire and then live my life, you know, or, okay, I need X number of of dollars in my bank account. And then I can, you know, go live anywhere in the world or whatever it might be. So I instead, you know, went the other direction and I, I said, okay, I need to 
design my, my life around the lifestyle that I want. And I knew that travel was always very high on that list because oh. travel gives us something that nothing, nothing else does when you can explore the rest of the world and see with your own eyes and your own experience energetically, how other people are living in the rest of the world. Yeah. There's nothing quite like it. Um, and also with that is nature, you know, there's so many beautiful, uh, things to see so many different plants and animals, and I am just obsessed with it. Um, so that also drives my desire to see the world and to travel. And it's not for everyone. I hate when people make assumptions, like everyone wants to travel. No, I don't think that's the case. You know, there's people who don't. So, so for me, that was important to me in life. And once I, once I started taking time with myself to realize what's really important to me, why, and what do I want my life to be like, mm. you know, every day, how do I want that to feel? I started designing my life around that. Mm. So once I had the, the freedom to take a vacation whenever I wanted, so it wasn't just the two weeks a year, um, then I started traveling a lot more. Right. So, mm. so my partner and I would go and we would, you know, travel Europe for, you know, three weeks at a time, or we would go on a road trip for six weeks at a time, or, mm. you know, we would take these long trips. Um, and we started to realize because we still had to run our business. And so, you know, we have, a, we have a business together, so we still had to keep things going. No one was going to take care of that for us, mm. but we realized our business was, was so Trump tight and we had all the right systems in place. Mm. We could run it from anywhere. And once we realized that it gave us the freedom in, in our, in our mind to think, okay, we can live anywhere. We don't have to just go to places for, you know, a couple of days or a couple of weeks. We actually mm. can live wherever we want. So, mm. um, I, I started off slow and that's always, you know, my advice. I, I know people just kind of dive right in and they just move overseas and they mm. just figure it out. And I think that's awesome. Um, but for us, we started, so I'm from Arizona and I was living in Scottsdale and we had all this stuff. So I, we can get into the minimalism thing, um, mm. but that's a big piece of my journey. So once we, you know, had the ability to, to again, live anywhere, we just went to San Diego for three months. Mm. So the, the summers in Arizona are pretty, uh, are pretty brutal. And, um, that was our first kind of thing is like, if we're going to leave Arizona, cause I love Arizona, actually, I was just going to leave for the summer, you know? So then we just started with that. So it was three months in San Diego and that wasn't very far, you know, it was only a six hour drive or whatever. And then we, we, after that, we thought, well, why would we go back home? You know, mm. we really don't need to, so from San Diego, I think we went and dropped our cars off back home. And then we hopped on a plane and went to Central America. And so we were in Central America for, I don't know, five or six weeks. And then we went back home and we were like, okay, this is cool. Let's stay home for a couple months and then let's go somewhere else. And then, yeah. so then we hopped and went to, um, on a road trip and we were on a road trip in the, in the West coast for six weeks. And then, you know, so we just kind of started integrating travel more and more with our lifestyle. Um, and here we are now in Southeast Asia. And so we just, again, kind of like keeping an open mind and just kind of letting things happen and being okay with uncertainty and being okay with, with just living with the contents, the contents of my backpack, mm -hmm. um, has allowed me to really live anywhere. So that's how all that went down. So now yeah. Southeast Asia specifically, we were traveling through Asia uh, last year. So we left the States in January and we were in Hong Kong and, yeah. and Thailand for two months. And then we came over to Malaysia and 
because of COVID, um, the whole country locked down. So they said, wow. okay, foreigners, you can stay. Cause normally I think we could stay in Malaysia for 90 days. And our plan was one month. Um, so they could say they could, they said, you guys can go ahead and stay, but, um, every other country was locking down. So we were thinking, okay, what are our best options? So when family and even the embassy, the U.S. embassy was emailing me like, you need to come home right now, you know, get back, go here, da, da, da. We decided to stay. We, we thought, you know, this was going to be the best place for us. We didn't really know what was going to happen. Nobody did. Um, but I had a, I had a, I had a thought that, that the States would kind of handle it differently than, than, uh, Asian countries because it's yeah. a different culture. We could talk more about the different cultures because yeah. it's it's very interesting. But it was handled differently, um, and I'm grateful to be here. Um, it's a very lovely country. We can talk about Malaysia because I, yeah. I really love it. But it's been a year that I've been here, so I've been in Malaysia longer than I've been home. I haven't yeah. been home for this uh, so a long as long of a period as I have been in Malaysia, probably in the last for four years, three or four years. So, um, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. <laughs> it is. So, I mean, so it's thinking about like, like our audience, right? So, I mean, they're listening to you, they're, they're hearing your story and I, I'm sure everybody's like raising their hand, like, where do I sign up? Like, how can I do that? So you're talking a little bit about your business. I mean, obviously this has to be funded. So, I mean, how are you funding it? Are you using the travel as a business or what is your other business that's funding the travel? Yeah, yeah, I think that's the most important question. It's like I said, people think, oh, let me just go travel first. Let me go live in another country and then I'll figure it out. I'll teach English or I'll freelance or whatever. But I didn't, that wasn't my journey. Um, the business came first. So my partner and I have an equipment financing company. So I won't get too uh, technical. It's really quite simple. If people hear financing and they're like, ew, you know, but it's actually really simple. We uh, partner with equipment sellers who are selling equipment to offer their customers financing to buy that equipment. So yeah. instead of paying 50K for, you know, the, the ultrasound unit or whatever it is, they instead pay, you know, 500 bucks a month, whatever the monthly payment yeah. is. So that's what we do as a business. And over the years, so my partner has, um, I think he's going on like 17 years of the, in the industry and I've been involved for five years in the industry and I didn't have any background in the financing space. So I just dove feet first and learned everything I needed to learn. And it wasn't much really. It's just having conversations with people and mm -hmm. giving people, you know, t telling people, Hey, this is what I do. Let me know if you, if you or your, your customers need that mm -hmm. service. And that's really it. It's not anything crazy. Um, and then just figuring out, okay, what systems do we need to have in place so that we're not working in the business day in, day out, we're more working on the business. So, you know, right now it's early in the morning, Malaysia time. I, um, you know, went through my emails after I did my, you know, my morning meditation stuff. I went through my emails and I spent maybe five or 10 minutes on work today. So that's all I spent on work today. And I don't want to make it seem like, um, oh, that just happens overnight. You have to put the work in on the front end and that's what we've done. So it's, it's like a, a well, and that's, I, I feel like it's the same with any business, with any entrepreneurial journey. It's a well. And once you get that well pumping, mm -hmm. at least for our business model, then it just kind of flows. It's a nice um, steady flow of business that comes our way because we put that work in on the front end. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we have the lifestyle where we only need to work a few hours a day mm -hmm. at most. 
I think, again, like I said, I, I sent a couple emails out um, and that's it for the day. So I, I, there's not a whole lot I have to do to keep that business going. Um, it's a very lucrative industry. So if people are interested in the industry, it's, it is very lucrative. It's not like we're, you know, um, churning and burning, you know, through, through, um, transactions and only making a couple hundred bucks. It's, it's actually a very lucrative industry. So is it more so like secondary lending? So if they wanted to go to the bank and the bank denied them, then they will come to you guys and then do your network of individuals, whether it's investors, angel investors or whatever else you have opportunity to then say, okay, this person is going to lend you the capital to buy the equipment. And then you're going to pay, pay them back over a period of time. Is that currently the situation roughly? So it's a little different. So a lot okay. of people do mod model their business like that and they go okay. after um, small business owners, right? So they're going mm -hmm. up to um, Susie who owns, who owns the cafe on the corner and saying, hey, mm -hmm. Susie, do you need any business lending? Because maybe mm -hmm. your bank didn't qualify you or whatever the case may be. Well, we take a different approach again and it goes back to having really Trump tight systems is mm -hmm. we partner with the equipment sellers. So the mm -hmm. bank really isn't involved because the customer is getting the financing through the person they're buying the equipment from. Gotcha. So you cut out so, uh, the middleman pretty exactly, much. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes, you got it. You got it. There is no, there's no um, you banks involved. There's no uh, person who can't get lending. You know, these are actually uh, really qualified deals because we're very niched on who we partner with, with equipment yeah. sellers. So the people who come to us for financing, most of them are, are really great uh, as far yeah. as, you know, them being qualified for our programs. So because of that, um, yeah, we're, we're not competing with the bank or, mm -hmm. or trying to give them lending that nobody else can or trying to find, you know, it's, it's really not the case. It's usually the case of um, great, great business owners that are just mm -hmm. wanting, they want their equipment. So, mm -hmm. you know, we get them funding within a couple of days or a couple of weeks. So what kind of equipment you guys talk about? You're talking about like, like, like giant cranes, you're talking more so like farm equipment, like what range of equipment or is it, there's no limitation? There's no limitation. So pretty much anything the the only thing that's kind of off, um, kind of off limits is, is stuff that <laughs> is like adult, you know, adult industry or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, things like that, things that maybe yeah. there's some legal things with, but otherwise, yeah. no, all of the above, like you said, um, it could be that construction equipment, farm equipment, yeah. a lot of medical equipment, dental, veterinarians, gotcha. um, all kinds of people it could be cafes, restaurants, all kinds of stuff. Gotcha. That's pretty interesting. I mean, you can go all the way from like constructions, like you said, all the way to like supplying coffee blenders for coffee manufacturing companies. Exactly. Yeah. And and the cool thing about it, like whenever I I do talk to people, because I love, I love mm -hmm. this industry so much, because you can imagine it's giving me such freedom. Mm -hmm. You do need, and, and that's why I love that you asked about this, because I think a mm -hmm. lot of people, they're just dreaming like, oh, I want to live in a different country or, yeah. or whatever. I mean, it, it's not for everyone. I, I do want to say mm -hmm. that it comes with its challenges, um, but people aren't thinking, well, how am I going to pay for this, right? Like mm -hmm. that's the most important question. Yeah. And so, and it has to be, if it's going to be a business that's going to be taking you 12 hours a day or, mm -hmm. you know, 10 hours a day or even eight hours a day, it's really, it's not going to work. It's going to be very yeah. challenging because you're not going to be able to enjoy your life. Like what's the point of living in a, in a completely another a different country with a different culture and so many cool things to explore. If you don't have time for it, if you're spending your day, you know, or even think about Malaysia, we are, it is, um, Wednesday morning, a little after 6am. Yeah. So how would I have worked on my business if it was taking yeah. eight hours of my day and it's based in the U S 
it would have been impossible, yeah. right? Yeah. So you have to you have to have a business that you can run remotely. And so you have to have something that you can work with creatively. So oh. so that being said, you know, I think the biggest piece of it, whether it's something like this industry, I'm obviously very passionate about sharing this industry yeah, because definitely. of all the freedom it's given me. But whatever that industry is, you know, it has to be something that, you know, in the next couple of years looking out, it could be something that you're working on and not working in. I mean, yeah, that's why I wouldn't when you reached out to me, I was like, yeah, I definitely want to get you on the show because I, I, I kind of I sensed your passion. I know once you started getting into the diving into the, like the meat and potatoes of this particular topic, I know you were going to shine. So like just understanding like business, right? I mean, everybody on, on this show has either been a business owner or an entrepreneur and our listeners fall into that same category. So, I mean, obviously everybody's probably thinking at this point in time, like how is your business structured? Is it an LLC? Is it a C Corp, an S Corp? Is it overseas accounts? Is it U.S. account? I mean, like how is that structured? Yeah. Yeah. Great question too. Um, so it is structured as an LLC tax yeah. as an S corp. I'm not giving any legal advice. Yeah, 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 definitely, I'm just not. sharing my experience. Yeah. Um, so if you're making over, you know, everyone has a different opinion about this. I've had mm -hmm. different CPAs. Um, if you're making over, you know, 30, 40, 50 K you should, you know, convert over to being taxed as an S corp. So you can take mm -hmm. advantage of those tax benefits. Um, a lot of people don't think about this. U.S. citizens have, I think that there's a, there's so many misunderstandings about taxes mm. and the tax code. And a lot of people are scared of it, mm. but you really should as a business owner and entrepreneur embrace the tax code. It mm. is designed for you as an entrepreneur. You know, if you're, if you're a small business and you're going to be a medium business, or you, you know, you have big, big dreams for yourself. The government actually supports you because you are doing things that they're incapable of doing. And so make sure that when you're thinking of that tax code and all of the deductions and everything that you can be taken advantage of as an entrepreneur, that is designed for you. It is not against you. It is not so they can audit you. You know, it's not the big, scary boogeyman. I just think, you know, there's such a misconception about that. So, yeah. Yeah. So you alluded to have, having a, a partner, like a life partner slash business partner. So everybody that is either married or has a significant other is always either they're completely scared shitless, whether they want to work with the partner or not. But not only are you working with your partner, you're overseas with your partner. So traveling with somebody is a completely different ballgame. Working with them is completely different. And also being your significant other is completely different. How the hell is that working for you? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my God. So this is hilarious because I mm. never thought that we would be working together. I mean, mm. that doesn't sound like fun. I would always meet these, <laughs> I would always meet these couples, you know, um, you know, ma married couples or whatever that are running a business together. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how are they not, you know, chopping each other's heads off? You know, how does this work out? And so when I, when I got on board, I'm going to be honest with you, it was rocky because mm. we're both alpha personalities. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be common, right? In the entrepreneurial world, you know, you're driven, yeah. you're, you take charge, you know, you're a leader. And so when you have two leaders, there's already kind of some friction in the relationship. Yeah, and then now you're working together. And like you said, traveling together. Oh my gosh. Like I, I have all these funny stories uh, about, yeah. <laughs> about, you know, like, what are you doing kind of thing? Yeah. Um, so I was, so starting out, I never thought that this would be that it would even be, it was kind of out of my mind, like yeah. no way that that's not going to work out. But if yeah. you have the fortitude to get over those first couple, like for us, it was like the first six months. Yeah. And I kept thinking to myself, knowing the opportunity, like once I funded my first deal, 
I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in like, this is, this is awesome. Like, you know, it, it takes that, like, you got to have that win. And once you have that, you're like, oh, I'm in, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And having that fortitude in the first couple of months being, you know, two alphas is like, we need to just communicate. We need to communicate if for me, like I have to get it off my chest. I'm not good with holding things in. So if he did something that bothered me, I want to have that dialogue and I want to be able to communicate and same, same on his end. Like I want him to communicate with me. Like if things aren't working out, we need to talk it out. So it's really having those uncomfortable conversations, um, to communicate and make sure that everyone's, you know, on the same page, everyone's happy that this is, you know, we're doing all the right things, um, to work together. And that is in business. That's with life. That is with traveling. You know, we, the good news is like, both of us are very comfortable with uncertainty and to be able to travel, to be a business owner, you have to be comfortable with uncertainty because you're taking a lot of chances. You're kind of putting yourself out there. Um, you don't know what's going to happen versus just saying, okay, you know, yeah, I'll go work this, you know, job and get, get paid, you know, a, a paycheck. And that kind of feels secure, you know? Um, so you have to be okay with that uncertainty. And luckily him and I are both on the same page. So hmm. I think it's important that both people in the relationship are, are kind of on that same page and it's okay that, you know, maybe there's days or, 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 or time periods where you're not on the same page, but if you're communicating with one, each other, one, one another and letting the other person know, Hey, this is how I'm feeling right now. This is not, you're not making me feel this way. I'm feeling this way. It all comes yeah. back on me, you know, steam of your, <laughs> you know, you, you know, the line. I don't know if I yeah. could curse on your, on your yeah, show. Yeah. It's business. So I mean, cursing comes with business, believe it or not. Right. So okay, feel free. great. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Like Cat, like Cat Williams says, steam of your motherfucking self. And so we, <laughs> we always have a joke in, in our household, like, well, you know, I know you're feeling that way. Let's reframe the language. You know, mm. I'm feeling this way because of the situation. Let's mm. talk about it. And let's talk about what your, what your actual intentions were and mm. what you actually were trying to accomplish with when you said this to me or when you handled it this way or whatever, because automatically our minds go to you know, survival mode and attack mode, like, oh, you know, and my other half is trying to attack me. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to do something to me. He's, you know, I have to go back into safety when reality, you know, that person, cause you chose that person. That person is a good person. That person has a good heart. They have your best intentions in mind. They're struggling with something and it's coming off of a certain way. And now it's bouncing off of you who's struggling with something. And now you feel a certain type of way. So just talk about it and talk about, okay, I feel this way and this is why I want to hear your side of the story and let, and, and know where you're coming from so we can move forward. I feel like my audience, we should all get like, like where can we transfer and wire money together? Like we're sitting on your couch and you're like helping all these people that's currently probably in that situation. And you just kind of define very clearly what they should do versus what they're probably currently doing. So I definitely appreciate that, that insight. So let's just, just, just move this forward a little bit. Right. So, it seems like you guys have a pretty solid system. How do you guys overcome hurdles when they're presented to you? Yeah. So really for me, it's just one step in front of the, the next. And, mm -hmm. and one, one little saying that I have for myself um, is what's the next best thing? What is the next best move? Because otherwise, if I think about whatever hurdle it might be or whatever mm -hmm. uh, perceived struggle or, or, whatever it might be, I can look at that and feel immediately overwhelmed, immediately mm. weighed down, immediately heavy. Or I can take a step back, take a breath, 
and think of, think about what's the next best thing. And one thing that I have to practice, um, that I struggle with because I am, you know, I'm driven, I'm motivated. I'm, I'm a professional is relaxing and taking my time because not everything needs to be addressed right away. You know? So if there is a hurdle, like for example, in our business, we have a lot of times where deals will, will quote unquote blow up. You know, if, if something, you know, comes out of the woodworks or, or, or we didn't know this piece of the, uh, of the puzzle. And now we, now we know it. And we're like, Oh, that, that kills the deal that the deal's not going to get done. Um, and things like that happen. Well, if I immediately reacted and I'm like, okay, we need to take care of this. This needs to be done and off my desk. And I got to make sure everyone knows I'm on top of this. A lot of times, and, and it's been proven because I've made those mistakes, it comes to bite me in, in the ass. It comes to bite me and I overreacted. I wasn't thinking clearly. I wasn't thinking holistically. But instead, in the scenarios where I've taken a step back, I've shut my laptop and maybe I've drafted an email, put it in my drafts and, and shut my laptop, go on a walk, go, go have a meditation, whatever it is, and come back to it. I'm then thinking clearly and I'm thinking about, okay, what's the next best step to handle this struggle or hurdle or, or maybe we're going to lose the deal or whatever it might be. Um, yeah. And I'll tell you, it's just something so simple. It sounds so basic, but it is life-changing and always a challenge for me. I, I will say I'm not perfect. I still have those days where I'm like, ah. <laughs> so anybody that's, that's listening to this, you know, they're, they're looking at you just saying, okay, wow, like she's traveling. Uh, she's figured out how to essentially make revenue whenever she decides to make revenue. It, it seems like your overnight success. Like this shit just happened yesterday. You just hopped on a plane and you flew over there and it was during COVID and it was like, how the hell did she do it? But in reality, you know, most journeys take 20 years. How long did it take you to get to currently where you are? Oh, I love that 20 years uh, journey. I love that. So yeah, no overnight success, like book close. Yeah, let's move on. Um, one thing I, I, I want to talk about, because I think it's important and I know people try to try to discount their past, right? They try to discount like, oh, well, I'm moving on. I, I'm, I'm on to better, you know, uh, newer, better things. I had 10 years experience in local government. So oh. that is the furthest thing that I could think of when yeah. it comes to entrepreneur, uh, you know, entrepreneurial journey. But the funny thing about it is I, I see so many overlaps and I'm like, okay. And, and, and spiritually, and that's the funny thing too, that I, I love talking to people who aren't, uh, by definition, uh, an entrepreneur, they don't own mm -hmm. their own business yet. Cause to me, the entrepreneurial journey starts in your spirit. Mm -hmm. And I always had the entrepreneurial spirit. And the reason why I know that is because whatever I did, I took ownership of it. Mm -hmm. It did. It wasn't me passing it off to somebody else or, Oh, this is just an organization I work for, or, you know, whatever the case may be. I took ownership of that. I was like, this is, you know, I'm part of this. This is my project. I was accountable. I, I always had that spirit about me and those 10 years in, in local government taught me so much. And even though I, I started realizing later in, in that 10 year career that it wasn't going to be a good fit for me long-term. I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, my, my spirit started catching up with me. Like, uh, this isn't, this isn't, you know, the, the path for you, you know, long-term. I was always so grateful of where I was. I never have uh, reflections on the past and think to myself, oh, what a waste or, oh, I was working for the man or, um, 
they were keeping me down. I, I never have a, a, a victim mentality. I never did then. And I mm -hmm. still don't. I think that was um, so crucial for my development as as a young person, I started that, you know, I started when I was 18, if you kind of do the math, I started that, that career really young, you know? Hmm. Um, so I'm just so grateful. I worked with really amazing people. I worked for, um, worked with people of, you know, very virtuous, you know, grounded people. Um, hmm. So anyways, I don't even know if that answered your question. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you talked about, you know, obviously 10 years before, you even got to where you currently are, you were doing something completely different, was completely outside of the box of where you are. So, and then factoring probably like another five years or so to kind of make that transition. So I would say at least 15 years. So it seems like, you know, obviously you are a type personality. You have the mindset of a hustler. You have that business mentality. Does that come from like genetics? Did your dad or your mom have an entrepreneurial background or did it just something that you grew into? Yeah, beautiful question. And I think mm. this ties into, you know, answering your your last question too, mm. is who you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. So no, it's no genetics. Um, my I, I I can get into, you know, the family background. There's mm. no, you know, really on again, no business owners. Um, you know, my dad wasn't in my life. My mom was mm. a single mom. She worked three, three waitressing jobs to, to keep a roof over our head in our one bedroom apartment mm. for me and my three siblings. So she was a hard worker and mm. I got a lot of those, um, those values from her as, as, as seeing her, you know, doing whatever she could to just survive, but really it was just surviving. I, I didn't, mm. uh, growing up, I didn't really see a lot of people thriving. Um, so when I, was growing up. I was the first in my family to graduate high school. I was the first in my family to go to college. I yeah. was the first in my family to take the entrepreneurial journey. Um, and then as you know, as I'm going through my journey, I'm telling my mom, Hey, you need to start a business with this, you know, and I'm helping her file her, her, uh, paperwork so she can start, you know, um, taking advantage of tax write offs and, and actually making her, her, you know, journey into an entrepreneurial one. So it, it really is who you surround yourself with. So you know, in the last five years, um, what I did is I, I totally, you know, once I made the decision, like this isn't, this isn't the government, the government route, although a beautiful one, I don't want to discount that journey. It wasn't the route for me. Yeah. I totally immersed myself in the entrepreneurial wor world. I started going to, it was mostly all women meetups because those women were sweethearts. You know, I, I feel like, you know, it wasn't like these networking events where it's all, you know, competitive or whatever. It was all these uh, women entrepreneurial groups. And there, I know that this is throughout the whole United States. If anyone wants these resources, there's a ton of free resources out there. I don't know how many free uh, in-person events they're doing, but they're doing a lot of virtual events. If you've ever heard of, uh, AWE, I think it, it's called AWE, or it's like um, through the through the SBA website, they have a bunch of different nonprofits who can give you mentorship. Who can um, you can do like these? Vir I know they're they're doing virtual events, but you but when I was doing it, you know, five years ago, it was like in person stuff, and so I just started getting into that even though I didn't know, like people would come over to me and it was my turn to, you know, pitch, you know, what I was doing. And I would say, I don't know yet. You know, I'm just here to learn from all of you and, and see how your, you, how your businesses are set up and mm -hmm. what you're doing. And I don't really know what I'm going to do yet. So it was, it was more about being around the right people, even though that wasn't in my past, you know, that wasn't something mm -hmm. that I learned from my family at any point, at any age, you can decide who you're going to surround yourself with. Right. And get yeah. into those circles of people in the same mindset as you. Hmm. Definitely interesting. So 
it seems like you're overseas, right? So obviously juggling the work-life balance. So how do you currently juggle like your hustle with your family life? Yeah. So I do want to go back to pumping that well, because mm-hmm. I did. And, and, and like you said, it's like, it's not like, oh, overnight success. And I just mm-hmm. work a couple of hours a day. Look at me. No, it's like, you know, you have to um, pump that well. So I, I wanted to make sure that the business was Trump tight mm-hmm. because time zone differences. Ooh, it is. It's no joke. And now I know I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. Honestly, I was like, okay, we're going to be because we we had taken trips to Asia for I think the longest before this trip was three weeks. And that was kind of like three weeks isn't so bad. You can kind of manage and be able to keep everything going. But we knew that we were going to be here for at least three months. Um, So with that, I was like, okay, that's a big difference. But I still was kind of like, oh, no big deal. So I do want to touch on pumping the well in the beginning, right? We had our business trump tight when we were living in the States. So even back being in, being in Scottsdale, I, you know, I, people would joke with me, like you live the life of a retiree. Like you're going to, you know, go play golf or you're going to go to, you know, I would go to matinees. Cause I'm like, why am I going to go to the movies at night when it's packed? You know, I would rather go to matinees. And so I'm sitting, you know, me, my partner and I are sitting there in the matinee with a bunch of gray hairs and it's, it's lovely. There's no one else there, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I already had the business Trump tight living back in the States. So coming out here and having the crazy time zone difference. Um, the main thing has been making sure that again, the systems are Trump tight so that there's nothing taking all of my time because there's really, there's no other option. I'm literally asleep when the business is running. So if I don't have my systems Trump tight, there's no way that this can happen. You know, so if I am desperately trying to find business and anything that comes my way, I'm going to have to be up at night answering those people's emails, answering phone calls, you know, Hey, call call me anytime. I'm available all the time. Well, how is that going to work? If I'm, if I'm asleep, my sleep is number one, you know, I'm getting my eight hours no matter what. So my sleep is number one, nothing, nothing's going to compromise that. So how would that work? Well, I have to make sure that I'm very niched in everything that I do. And I think that as an entrepreneur, we make the mistake um, which I think is a, is a beautiful mistake of having an open, open heart and an open mind to say, I'm going to hustle and I'm going to get anything that comes my way, anything that comes to my net, I'm going to see how I can make money from it. And so, and that's a, it's a great mentality because you're being open, you're being open minded and especially depending on what stage of your business you're in or what stage of your, of your entrepreneurial journey you're in. But for me, in order to keep things Trump tight, I have to stay laser focused. I have to, I have no other choice. I cannot be you know, taking this avenue, taking that avenue, I really have to stay laser focused with my business. And because that business was set up that way from the beginning, I don't have the trouble of, uh, you know, getting all of these bad leads or, or dud deals or anything like that, because the system that we've set up is so Trump tight. I don't really have to worry about that. So to answer your question, all that work was put in on on the front end, all the work of making sure that the business is running itself it had to be done. It had to be put in place. Otherwise I wouldn't, I would be going crazy right now. I wouldn't, I would be back home. I would be like, this is impossible. I need to be on the first flight back home. Hmm. So that's that's interesting. I mean, obviously you you talked, you mentioned systems and structure at least a dozen times since since we started. And right now, I mean, it's 5.30 PM Eastern standard time. So your time is like what? 6.30 AM 
around that time. Mm -hmm. So I want people to, to like really think about this, right? So like, what is your morning routines, your morning habits? Yes. So for me, again, depending on how your business is set up for me, I kind of have to be an early riser, right? I can't be sleeping in. I mean, yeah, I can if I wanted to, but for me, you have to know what works for you, right? So for me, I like being in bed. I like having my you know, my, what I call digital sunset. So my digital sunset, if that's around like six or seven at night, I know that I'm golden for the next day. So my morning routine starts the day before. So the day before I'm making sure that I'm not going to be up all night on my phone. I'm not going to be up all night trying to get to things. I need to be comfortable and okay with saying, okay, that's it for the day. Let me enjoy my evening. I'm just going to have, you know, read a book. I'm just going to sit and, and, and enjoy the sunset sunset goes, goes on really late out here. So, you know, I enjoy the sunset and do all that. Um, and that will make sure that I get to bed and my, my brain is totally, you know, decompressed and that will make sure that I'm up when I want to be up. So I like being up around 5am is perfect for me. And that's, you know, your body will get conditioned to whatever that is. So for 5am is perfect. My body wakes up. If I need to set an alarm, I, I have like a little, um, a little fitness tracker thing. I only use it for an alarm because I don't like the blaring, you know, alarm. But if I need that, like just in case, like if I want to make sure I'm, I'm going to be up just in case my body's telling me otherwise, then I use it. But the majority of the days I'm not using an alarm. My body just likes to wake up at that time. When I wake up, I do some breathing for me, you know, and, and for me, it varies. So I, I, I'll just give you what it is right now because mm -hmm. next month it'll be something different. Last year was something different, right? Cause I'll, I will get bored doing the same thing every morning. Yeah. So right now, um, you know, I've had, when I wake up first, you know, I, I'm having these like anxious thoughts. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's some anxious thoughts that come up first thing in the morning. What can I do? to have a hold of that and make sure that I'm getting myself into a positive, a positive vibe and positive thinking. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing that I do when I first wake up is I'm going to do some, I'm going to do some breathing, some like really, really, um, deep breathing. So, you know, whatever, you know, if that's for me, it's a count of six. So I take six, six breaths in, and then I hold for a few seconds and six breath out. And then I'm just like counting on my fingers because I want to do it 10 times. So it's yeah. like for me, I have to have the discipline because otherwise I'm going to just say, okay, I'm going to do um, heart centered breathing and I'll go, okay, done, moving on, you know, <laughs> you know, and I'll just kind of like, you know, uh, plow through it and it's not going to have the same effect for me. So I have to have the discipline. Like I'm going to sit there for six, you know, heart centered, deep breathing sessions, you know, so I'm going to count on my, on my fingers, those 10 sessions. So that's what I'm doing now. And having those, those, uh, breathing exercise really helps me even more than, than meditation. So into that, I'll go into meditation or tapping. If you guys know anything about, about tapping, I can get into the weeds about that. It's some people kind of, it's hairy fairy, but, um, it can really work if you're having some, some um, self-talk and some language things that are going on in your mm -hmm. thinking that you want to get a hold of. So you can, you know, for me, I do some tapping or some meditation, whatever I feel like I need that morning. Um, I can get into the weeds here. I love mm -hmm. essential oils. So I go in my essential oils. I, you know, I have, um, I have to keep it really simplistic because again, mm -hmm. I travel with the contents, contents of my backpack. So I only have a few right now. So I go into my essential oils and whatever I need that day, I rub some essential oils on myself mm -hmm. and I take a big, a big whiff of that. And that really helps, helps me get centered and grounded. Um, and that just helps me have the, the energy around me that I want that energy of, 
of, of peace, of serenity, of, of feeling calm um, and not feeling, you know, again, this, this, this motivation, this drive, that's, those are good qualities, but sometimes they can get the better of you. So my morning is all about kind of being more grounded and being centered. So then right after I have that essential oil, you know, lovey-dovey with myself, then I go into um, some stretching. So one thing with me, I have to move my body. I know that's how I feel optimal. So I just do some, some quick yoga. Sometimes I, I'll, I'll pull up an app on my phone and do a class. Um, Down dog is a great one. If you're looking for something that can give you all different kinds of classes for you to do at home, but I'm doing that at home. So I'm just doing a quick Mm. stretching. It can be a day where I want 10 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever. And then after that, I'm ready to go. Then I'll get onto my coffee and onto my emails and onto all of that good, you know, Mm. good stuff that needs the, the stuff that needs to be done. Um, but the first half hour to an hour of my morning is, is really about me and about getting grounded. Mm. That's definitely pretty, pretty, pretty cool. So it sounds like, I mean, just hearing you speak and, and like hearing that you're a ball of energy. Do you ever have an opportunity to like read or listen to audio books? And, and if you do, which ones did you listen to on your journey? Which ones and, and which ones are you currently listening to now? Yes, lovely. Huge. This is huge because for me, you know, like we talked about having the influences in my family or mm-hmm. my friends, I didn't have that. You know, I didn't have uh, the fi- the family entrepreneurs and everyone kind of lifting each other up. And I didn't have, you know, other friends who were running businesses that I could talk to or anything like that. Right. So I, I relied heavily, you know, on books and, 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 and people who aren't necessarily in my sphere of influence, I brought them in. And that's the beautiful time that we live in right now where at your fingertips, you have access to anybody and all of the, the beautiful, beautiful people who, who are with us on this, on this journey of life. So for me, this is like, you know, to anything, Tony Robbins, I'm serious. Like I know that there's some people who may roll their eyes or whatever. He, he really has changed my life. Like I, I had the opportunity to go to, um, one of his events in, I think it was 2013 or 14. I can't remember the year, um, but going to that event has it just was life-changing for me. So if you have the opportunity to do, I think he's doing virtual events now, if you have the opportunity and now it's kind of cool because your whole family can be there. So I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, it, it's really just life-changing, but any of his works. So I love his, all his books, like um, Un- Unleash the the Giant Within, um, mm-hmm personal power. I mean, they're all really, really beautiful books. And those really did help me on my journey. Um, and going through things that really got me centered about what's important to me, my life and my why. Um, another person who is, is great with all of this work is, uh, Dean Graciosi. I'm not saying his last name, right. But he, he really does have, um, a lot of great, like just tactical tools that you can use. And he, I think a lot of his work complements Tony's. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were people on my journey that were really pivotal for me. Um, and then believe it or not, I used to love listening to Marie Forleo. I would just like mm-hmm. listen to her. Cause I was, again, spiritually, I was like already on this entrepreneurial journey, but I would mm-hmm. commute to work um, either on the bus or driving. And it would be, you know, I would be there for like an hour sometimes, you know, you know, it, I would spend like three hours commuting. So I would just throw, you know, Marie Forleo on because I connected with her, you know, she was very feminine and she was all about, you know, having a business that you love. And so I would just listen to her all the time. Um, so if, if, you know, those are just the ones like in the beginning of the journey that really helped me kind of have that mind, you know, kind of creating the mindset and, and, 
and creating those, those stories and making the connections in my brain, like this is possible for me too. Hmm. And it made me, it, you know, it started making things become a reality for me and not just some, you hmm. know, hairy fairy concepts or dreams in my mind. Yeah. And yeah, then think, now, go ahead. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just listening to like your list. I mean, it's, it's definitely, I've been to some of Tony's events before and it, it, it does change you. You kind of go in there kind of like a naysayer at times. And before you're leaving, you're hugging and high five and everybody. And it's like, he completely changes your DNA before you walk out the room. So definitely I, I would take heed to what she just said about Tony for sure. Yeah. And it's kind of going back to the people that we all know about. And we're trying to look, we're trying to look for this new shiny object. Mm-hmm. I mean, his, his teacher was, was Jim Rohn and go, go back to Jim Rohn if you want to, you know, go. And then from Jim Rohn, you go back to his teacher and you go back to his, you, you probably get your way to Jesus. So if you want to go there, you know, go there, but, but there's nothing new under the sun. We're all taking, we're all pulling inspiration from each other. So if you're looking for the, the next new book or the next new shiny, really go back, go back to these people. I mean, we're we're in a beautiful opportunity where Tony's alive right now while we're alive, right? Yeah. So you can't go back to you know joining Jim Rohn live or or you know or Jesus live or whatever. But go back to those people because that is really foundational. Um, those 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 stories and those insights that they give. I mean, I really don't think you need to be searching for anything new and and you know kind of naysaying the people who are out there and and really laying the foundation for the other people who can give you a lot of juicy stuff too. So again, whoever you resonate with, but. Perfect. Um, that, that's just, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you have systems in place, like what software are you guys currently using that you would not be able to do what you're doing without? Oh, love it. Love it. So, um, one of the big ones is Zapier. So if you are integrating your platforms, cause a lot of times you have this big, uh, uh, tech deck and you need mm-hmm. to integrate all of them. Zapier is huge. So I started using that pretty much when, when I heard about, oh, okay, Zapier, we're going to be, you know, integrating our systems and, and having things automated for us. Mm-hmm. So that is the the biggest one for me. And then HubSpot, if you're, um, I mean, I hope no one's still using a spreadsheet. If you are, Hey, more power to you, but you can totally like, believe it or not. So, so we've used, um, uh, Salesforce in the past and it was like huge. And, and for me, clunky. You know, I'm a minimalist. I like to keep Mm. things very, very simple and straightforward. If you are using Salesforce and that's working for you, great. Tried it way too clunky. I tried uh, fresh sales for our CRM. Mm. Again, it was like way more than we needed to do. And believe it or not, I'm using the free version of HubSpot. HubSpot. I'm not even using a paid version because I don't need it. You know, Mm. I, I run, I run the system side of the business very minimally. I think when people think about systems, they need all these complex things and they need all this tech and really you don't because it's, what is it going to do? It's just going to create more business, more work for you, more busy work for you. Oh, now I got to put in all this data because I need to track all of these things, but do those things move the needle? Do those, you know, is that, is that tool, that new shiny tool that's out there that someone's talking about, is that going to move the needle in your business? And so I always have to check myself because I love tech. I love new things. Like I love integrating, but I have to check myself like, oh, I don't need that. I don't need Asana. I don't need Monday. I don't, you know, so I'm really just, my top three would be Zapier, HubSpot, and Trello. I love Trello for, you know, our, our, when we still have meeting, you know, even though there's two of us, Mm -hmm. we still have team meetings, you know, every, every Monday we're having our meetings because we want to make sure we're on the same page. Everything's getting done. You know, everything, you know, is, is working swimmingly. And so we use Trello for, for keeping track of all of our projects and everything in between. Nice. Nice. So let's let's say, 
somebody is looking at this this podcast or listening to it and let's say she's 18 years old and she's like oh my god her energy level is crazy she travels she's making money i want to be this woman what words of wisdom would you give to them to continue them on the journey to follow in your footsteps beautiful very simple sit with yourself and take inventory on what's really important to you. Because at that age or at any age, really, we're influenced by the people who we're surrounding ourselves with. We're influenced by the things that we're spending our time on. And we think because society tells us what's important and what's not and who we are and who we aren't and really implants all of these ideas on us. But if you just take time for yourself and you just, it takes discipline, it really does. So if you need to do, you know, like a 30 day challenge of sitting with yourself, you can call it whatever you want. You can call it prayer. You can call it meditation. You can call it just sitting, whatever you could have music. You, it's all up to you. There's, there's no rules, but just sitting with yourself and taking inventory, you know, Hey, Hey Renee, what's, what, what do I love? What's important to me? What, what lights me up? You know? you know, what really gets me going in the morning, you know, what, you know, and you just kind of take an inventory of what's important to you. And then from there, you're going to start seeing a connection in your brain of seeing more of those things that are important to you and saying no to the things that aren't fitting into that story. So, you know, and that kind of then starts playing into where your time is spent and it's really going to have a ripple effect, but I do like to just start really simply of just sitting taking inventory. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful way of putting it. So how could these people find you online? I mean, do you have a website? Do you, are you on social media? Like what's your handles? So I am not on social media. <laughs> Again, um, you know, I'm very particular about how I'm spending my time and, and mm-hmm. how I want to enjoy my life. So you can find me on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is where I hang out. Um, otherwise, I mean, I haven't, you know, we can get into the social media thing because I think it's a real problem. But uh, for me, it's all about purpose. So I only get onto platforms where I have purpose. And so on LinkedIn, I am not there to show off. I'm there to show how. And so you can connect with me there. Um, otherwise, I, I, I haven't really found value yet in being on the other platforms other aside from showing off. So that really doesn't serve, serve me or others. So you might catch me on, on Instagram in the future, but for right now it's, it's LinkedIn and that's really where I'm there to serve and feel free to send me a message. You can connect with me directly. Um, if there's any way I can help you again, I'm, I'm here to serve. So whatever that looks like for you, you let me know. And, um, I'm here to be of help. Perfect. Perfect. So going into the bonus questions and and I think, just by hearing you speak, I'm thinking you're going to probably have a pretty interesting answer, right? If you could spend 24 hours with anyone, dead or alive, un- uninterrupted for those 24 hours, who would it be and why? So this is going to, it could be so many people, right? <laughs> it's like awesome. Yeah. It is because I because we we're talking about it and bringing it up. It's going to be Jesus. It is because he, you know, and, and here's another book um, that I'm actually currently reading. And I, this is like off the radar book. I don't even know how popular this book is. And I'm, I'll, I'll get, send you a link because I know I'm going to mess up who it's by and I'll get into my answer. Um, I don't want to forget. So it's called think and make it happen by Augusto Curry. Um, and, and we'll link to it, but 
but the reason why it would be, it would be Jesus is because I want to know, I want to know what was really going on. And I want to know, I want to feel what I know he was teaching and, and what he was teaching is self-love. And I know that, you know, for me, that was always my interpretation. My interpretation was always about self-love, like any one of the parables or the stories or, or, or everything that happened in Jesus life, it all came back down to that. It always came to that. So I just want to have that conversation, like confirm this for me, Jesus, me, <laughs> am I interpreting the story? Right. Cause other people, you, yeah, we can get into the weeds on how people want to interpret the story. Right. Um, but for me, that, that was, that's always been my interpretation. Um, and beautiful. I mean, some of the most magnificent stories ever. And if you're interested in that book, um, I love how this, this, he, he's a psych, I think he's a psychiatrist or a therapist mm-hmm. of some sorts, but he, he ties in all of these stories into the Bible. Um, it's not, it's not a, it's not a religious book, um, mm-hmm. but he ties it all in on how Jesus was our mentor and Jesus was our um basically the the most ideal of how we were supposed to be, you know, yeah. how, how we're, how we're t- to be living life. And, and that would be, that would be a joy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be That's an interesting def- dinner, yeah. right? It's definitely interesting. Definitely, definitely interesting. Well, well, this is the, the time where, you know, the people that I'm interviewing, you know, on this journey of this conversation, probably a million different things has popped into your head and maybe some questions have arised that you may want to ask me. So the microphone is yours. The floor is yours. Ask me any question that you, you want. Awesome. Awesome. So one thing that I've kind of been thinking um again, because like I kind of shared how, you know, what I do in my morning, you know, routine mm-hmm. and to make sure that I'm setting my mind right. Mm-hmm. Um, what is, do you have like a couple words? Like I have really like two words that I say to just get me, get me centered. And it's, it's, it used to be now and now it's be mm-hmm. here now, be mm-hmm. here now to, to make myself, um, you know, realize that, I have all the, I have everything that I need. Everything that I need is right here, you know? So it helps me with my gratitude and it helps me, helps me realize that I just need to take the first step that's right in front of me. Um, So my question to you is like, do you have that, you know, two to three words that you say to yourself when you need to kind of check yourself? Yeah. So, I mean, just like any other entrepreneur, some days you wake up and you're, you're high as hell and want to just get up and take over the world. And some days you wake up and it's kind of like you dragging. So for me, when I wake up, the one, there's only one word and only one, one word that does it for me every single time is legacy. Like I'm not doing it for myself. You know, I'm doing it for the legacy of my kids. I'm doing it for the legacy of other entrepreneurs behind me. And the more and more I engulf myself into the, the structures that I'm building, into the podcast, into the systems that I'm developing, it's, I'm leaving behind a message for somebody else to come behind me, take it and run with it. Awesome. I love it. I think that's a great note to end on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I, I definitely appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule this early in the morning, your time to get on a podcast. Great. Happy to be here and happy to connect with you. Beautiful, beautiful conversation. Thank you. Great. S.A. Grant, over and out. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com. 
gmail.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762-233-BOSS. That's 762-233-2677. I would love to hear from you. Remember, to become a boss in cage, you have to release your inner beast. S.A. Grant, signing off. Listeners of Boss on Cage are invited to download a free copy of our host, S.A. Grant's insightful ebook, Become an Uncaged Trailblazer. Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash free book.